This episode, we'll discuss difficult topics related to mourning and grief. We want to remind your listeners that this episode may be triggering for some, and we encourage you to take care of yourself and reach out for help if needed. Okay? Now, as we go forward... Yeah, my voice. If you guys can't tell, I'm sick. But as I was saying, welcome to Top Dogs! (laughs) On this episode, we will be discussing the difficult topic of our mourning and grief. We know that many of our listeners have experienced loss. We also know that even all the podcasters have experienced loss themselves. We know that we also want to provide a safe space for you to talk about your feelings and experiences. So I want, for his sake, I want Stream to have the honors to talk about what he really wants to talk about. Okay, so hey guys, I'm StreamArchidad. So, uh, well, there's many things I want to talk about. I think it's good if we go through the different points, um, because I've... So we have some notes, we have stuff we want to talk about, and I've kept them in order, so I'm just going to proceed with the first one, honestly, if you don't mind. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, everyone has lost someone in the early times of our lives, but we all have different experiences and reactions during that time. As children and young teens, we don't necessarily fully understand the concept of death itself. So, my question for you guys is, how did you react the first time you lost someone close to you, or in your family, or extended family, or friends? You want to go first with Blash, or...? You want me to go? That's going to take me... You go ahead first. That's going to take me a second. Okay. Alright. So, the only person that I can remember that I lost that, you know, broke my heart was my nanny. Um, She was the person I used to go to a lot when I was a kid. And the things that she used to do for me were great. Uh, She used to spoil me rotten. She also gave me a lot of sweet tea when I was a kid, because I, I was a huge <laughs> addict of sweet tea. By the way, Southern people make sweet tea. No problem with that. Absolutely not. <laughs> Nobody can compete with Southern sweet tea. Oh, no, <laughs> no. I've never had it. I want to try it. Don't you oh, you will. Just... But as I was I saying, see. so she uh, passed on, and, and not in the most... And not in the most pleasant way that I had no idea. So, and it, and my family actually had to lie about how she actually died. Um, but it's, it's kind of weird thinking about it back now. It's, uh, it still hurts today, but not as much as it used to. I think what hurt the most is that they didn't really tell me the full truth. But then I understood why they didn't tell me. Because when I thought she died, is she passed on from you know, you know from you know older age. That's because that's usually what happens, right? When somebody's in their seventies and they pass on from their lives and stuff like that. And as I got older, when I turned like maybe fourteen, fifteen, my uh, my dad actually told me uh, how she actually passed away. 
Um, and this is a serious uh, issue that many people face with families, friends. Uh, she was a heavy drug addict, and I had no idea. There's, uh, and it makes sense. There's been many times where, as you know, I love sweet tea. I'd have no idea at the time. There's been many times where she denied me having her drink because they told me uh, she spiked it with vodka a lot. Uh, so, well, she was. So I'm, so I'm glad she didn't make me drink it. How old were you when she passed away? I was six years old. Oh, God. Um, so in the terms of how she died, she didn't die from a drug overdose. Um, she expired in a way, uh, that if I was to put it any, in another word, it would be, she chose to expire herself. Yeah. With, with a, uh, with something that shouldn't be played with children. That's the best way to put it. Yeah, I think I can read the um, lines. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of weird though. Um, it, it broke my heart when I really learned the truth as I got older. I never bawled like a baby that hard before, and uh, it was very very hard for me. But if I know anything from my nanny, is that she always told me one thing that everybody should consider doing just because something bad happens in your life you gotta keep pushing forward because you only have one life life does not stop when something bad happens you have to go through it Um, I always say you know, go through it. Don't try to hold it all in because that, that makes it worse. And she, all, another thing she would tell me is the fact that she would have wanted me to move on after learning the truth. So I did. Still sad about it today. But that's my advice, just learning to cope with that. And don't try to hide your own emotions about it. Let it come out. And you'll be fine. Because pain heals over time. The scars might remain. But the pain does heal. Time heals everything. Mm Mm-hmm. Some is slower, I, some is faster than others. Yeah, well, that's what I held on to when I, I had my depression. What about you, Whiplash? What is your first memory of, you know, somebody passing away? So, I've had people pass away when I was a child. But at that time and point, I didn't understand, like, death as much as I did when I started becoming a teenager. And up into my younger adulthood. So... When my first, like, cat, dog, my grandma died, I really, I knew they died, but I didn't understand, like, showing how to show emotions at that point in time. Because mm-hmm. I always tried to hold back my emotions when it came to, like, anything that's really sad. And then, like, somehow, whenever, I think it's whenever I got out of high school, is like, I started showing emotions. And until my most recent pet I had, which not right now, but 
Back in 2021, my last dog I had is when she passed away. It wasn't a good time. Like, I just came back from a furry convention, or I came back from Denver, and like the next week we had to put her down because she had a um had a tumor growing in her brain and it was affecting mm. with loss of like movements and stability that she had so she would fall over sometimes and that mm. itself was like sad to see but it's also my parents dog and I just grew up with her I used to like when we got her when I was back in like still like my last year in middle school so I, I've always loved her. And she was a um, she was a chow. She was a cream colored cream colored chow. So mm. the day that me and my dad took her to the vet to put her down, it it messed me up for a while, honestly, because I had so many like loving memories with her. And that's like when we got her. That's when like my emotions started showing up more and more, and like everything just like broke down that instance. Through those 13 years that we had her just remembering She's everything from good. when she was a puppy for a child it is they don't really yeah. they live like 12 to 14 12 to 14 years usually their lifespan but yeah it, it went from everything from the day we first got her at a pet store because my parents usually go there to get them or get a dog it went from the first day when we got her and she was sitting in like the baby sit baby or like sitting in the buggy just with her paws over the front end of the cart <laughs> all the way to the last day when she was sitting on the ground <laughs> and they were doing putting that injection into her I like usually I don't try to show my emotions but that day I just I just broke down my dad the same way. I've never seen my dad cry in his life, and he was there with me, and he started crying too. It was, uh, it was something to say. Like I'm not on like since then. I've really haven't had like close family members or anyone like besides my that dog besides her. I've really haven't had anyone close to me die, which I'm glad. But I'm not looking towards the day when. And it actually happens, especially with my parents, if anything happens to them. I, I just know for sure that I'm going to be a bawling mess for weeks. Like, mm -hmm. it's just going to be horrible. I'm not looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. I relate to that as well. I would hate to lose my mother. She's been our biggest supporter on uh, Top Dogs, by the way. She actually knows this exists. And uh, if mm -hmm. anything ever happened to my mother... Mine too. Uh, it would devastate me because she's one of the first persons to accept me for who I am as a furry too. My parents, I'm surprised. Like honestly, like I came out to a furry as a furry like years ago to them, especially when I got my first fursuit. And the fact mm. that they're also very accepting me being bisexual. I honestly mm. like never the past years never thought they would be because. I mean, they have that old Southern family charm where, you know, mm. it's just living in a nice religious household and blah, blah, blah. We're not going to get into that. But that's what made me scared for years. But mm. I love them to death. Yeah. So my first experience with death, I was actually same about. I was about six years old. It's my grandfather on my father's side. I do have some slight 
great memories uh, spending time with him at his place and um, sadly he passed away due to lung, lung cancer because he was a massive smoker. Um, I don't remember much of the ceremony and all the stuff. I remember that, you know, he wasn't going to be there with us, but for some reason, my brain could not, like, generate the emotions for that. Like, it didn't, it's like, oh, okay, he's gone. And that's it. You know, there was nothing to it. There was no sadness, no happiness. It was just weird. I think I remember I was playing with toys and stuff like that. But I, it's, the memory is vague. So this is mm-hmm. how my first experience was. But yeah. So, before we keep on going, uh, we would like to introduce some... We have two guests with us today. Uh, we have Kit Clausen. He's uh, part of our Discord supporters uh, on our Discord group. Come here. Come here, Kit. So, come in. Have a seat. Hey, before you uh, do anything, before you sit, hang on a second. I got something to say to you, if you uh, don't mind me saying it. Okay? <clears throat> All right. Let me uh, stand up. <clears throat> Real quick. Come here. Oh. Hold on. <laughs> I am fading out of the... Uh... So this is what I'll say. Come here. Stand right in front of me. Okay. Come here. Okay. You ready? Well, I guess, yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear about the loss of your husband. I can only imagine how hard it must, must be for you right now. So please know that you're not alone in this difficult time. We're here to support you and provide whatever assistance we can. Whether it is listen, listening ear or a shoulder to cry on. And we will be there for you. You're not alone in this, okay? Thank you. Yeah. So, audience, uh, anybody who's watching this on YouTube or listening to this on our audio platforms, um, if you guys could ever have the chance, uh, send a comment on our YouTube and, you know, wish him luck because he needs it. He just recently lost his husband about yesterday, correct? Yes. All right. If um, Take a seat, if you can. Um, there's a button behind the seat. Oh. oh, I don't know if this one has one, though. Yes. Is there a yellow button? There is? Oh, okay, cool. Yes. All right. Still hanging in there, I hope. So, yeah. Kit, can you do a short introduction about yourself? Um, I'm Kit Clausen. I am uh, 32 years old. And um, yesterday, uh, my husband of seven years passed away. Uh, he lost his battle with pancreatic cancer. Um, and so it's, it's, we've known this day was coming, but it, it doesn't make it any easier. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Thank you for being here on the show today. We yeah. also no, have thank a... you for having me. Of course. Okay, no problem. Anyways. Absolutely. We also have a second guest. We have uh, Revenge with us uh, today. He's going to be joining us on the set as well. Come here, Revenge. Come here. Come here, give us big hugs. sitting next to Laplash. <laughs> he just wants a hug. Hello. Ah. E. Mm. Hugs for everyone. Okay. <laughs> give hugs for... Well, if you want to. <laughs> we'll do hugs. It's fine. It's fine. Moment. Air hug. <laughs> Air hugs. Air hug. <laughs> oh no! Button won't work. Click it once, just once. Check and then yeah. go back to it. There you go. There you so, go. Revenge. Oh, okay. Tell us a bit. Short description about yourself. How you doing? Well, I am Revenge. I am also thirty-two years old. Um. 
I have the pleasure of being a part of Pop Dogs as HR, and happy to be here. This is going to be a very touchy subject. I might cry. Don't judge me, but nobody judges. If you I mean, cannot do it, I understand. You don't have to say anything. Hey, oh, you're no, fine, that, Revenge. That, that's okay. There, Trust there, me, I was... No worries. I was tearing uh, up talking about my dog, so I understand. Yeah. So, yeah. do you want to explain to the audience what happened to you recently? So, we'll put it this way. Last year did not end very well, and the beginning of this year started off horrible, in a sense. So, December 26th of last year, um, my father passed away um, due, due to his third stroke. Um, he had his first stroke in 2011 while I was in boot camp, and then he had another minor stroke, which... Um, put him in a state where he could not walk or speak. So he can only do hand gestures, like shake his head up and down, everything like that, due to obviously him not being able to speak. And then <clears throat> a week before he passed, he went to go get uh, blood work done. He went to go and get testing and stuff done. And, and after that, it was determined that he had a third stroke on the same side that he already had the, the second stroke and we would have never have caught it. So he passed away at 1258, 1259 on December 26th. And then after that, I come home, try to cope with everything that happened and then when I got back here, where I currently live at, one of my coworkers also passed away. So it was kind of like kind of like a double whammy for me. Oh boy! So it was it was rough. It was really really rough. Oh, so, but you know, have to keep pushing on as best as you can. Okay. So, I will ask you guys this question. Since me, Webblash, and Stream, I've already answered this question somewhat. I'm not sure. But I'll say this. Uh, what advice would you give to someone who is struggling with the, like, the grief process? If you want, uh, you want to go first, Kit, or do you want revenge to go? I can go first. Okay. Um... Don't be afraid to reach out to people. Um, I mean, everyone loses people. But what's been the most help to me these past 36 hours uh, has honestly just been reaching out and talking to as many people as I could. Uh, whether it's family or friends or <laughs> one of my friends I hadn't seen in three years showed up last night at my house at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> Um, she thought I was going to have dinner waiting for her, <laughs> of all things. Um, but just as many people as you can talk, because you never know how many of them are actually able to be there for you. It, it's not something you have to go through alone. 
thank you for that information. Revenge. Kind of like what okay. Kit said, you know, always be willing to talk to someone about it. Don't bottle it up. Because I will call myself out. I'm okay with it. After the two deaths, I literally isolated myself in my room. It was really bad. It got dark very quickly on numerous occasions. Don't ever go down that path. Don't. Always be willing to have a support system. Someone to go talk to. To get it out. Because the more you bottle it in, the worse it gets. It's not it's not pretty. It's it's really, really not. And I'm very fortunate to know enough to have a huge support system. I have my best friend and I have really amazing friends that I live with. I have, have Fiction and Colton. I have my Alpha Foresta. I, I have support systems and I talk to them and it helps out tremendously. Oh and Arca too. Can't forget about him. I probably will get in trouble afterwards. But anyway, besides the point. Huh? Um, what? So, <laughs> I do this, no. you know, when, so, so I can try to prevent myself from crying. So I throw in little jokes there. Um, <laughs> so, sorry. Um, I mean, that was a good way. <laughs> but don't be afraid to talk to someone. Be open about it. Let them know how you feel. Yes, most of the time they'll say, well, you know, I'm here for you, for your support and everything like that, because they don't know what to do. But you talking about it is one of the greatest steps you can to help heal the process. So definitely have having a support system is huge. And if you don't have a support system, if you are in a Telegram group or if you're in a... um. Uh, a discord group or anything like that somebody has any type of source for you to go speak to someone whether it be friend or professional someone has some information somewhere you just have to will you have to be willing to be that first the first step to take to go ahead and start talking hmm. Okay. You know, I can I kind of want to add to that. So I've recently, which I'm gonna bring back because you guys mentioned that you've lost somebody recently. I've also lost uh, someone recently. I've actually. So you know how you know gay people. It's kind of hard to have children. So one of the alternatives, you know, a lot of people they get dogs. So about a year ago, I got my German Shepherd puppy named Thunder. And sadly, after six months, I got one of the most news that knocked me out completely. Like, I didn't expect it at all. We found out that he his kidneys were failing, and he was going to die. And we didn't know how long, and it was probably the biggest bomb I've ever received in my entire life. Mm. Like, Thunder has was done with this training. He was amazing. He was more more than what I expected him to be. And he was amazing. And, and losing him was probably one of the most difficult thing I've ever done. But one thing that helped me a lot through the grieving process, and he passed away at seven months old. I'm going to send Colton a picture so you guys can see. He's, he's adorable. Um, is, you know, having my husband 
being there with me and we would support each, each other that helped me a lot go through it because we would just let the veins open like uh, the, the, the the veins the the water gates just open and we just let it out it just helped us so if you have somebody that you share the sadness go talk to them spend time together and you know what sometimes death can actually bring people together they can fix old relationships that were broken it's going to help you recover a lot more quickly you're going to open up and you're going to find stuff about yourself about the other person and this is the way i got over it. a lot of people showed me support when i posted pictures on my twitter and i really appreciate the message that i got from them but Honestly, just having my husband there with me was the best thing that helped me out. And find that person that is close to you and that can relate to your pain and talk about it. Have a discussion. Cry over it. Just let it out. Don't ball it in because it's not good for you. Mm -hmm. So that would be my advice. You know, I wanted to ask you guys this, which was, have you guys ever like looked up to somebody not really so much like a family or friend but a celebrity that is close to who you are as a person like personality wise anyone relate to that kind of so at least for me the person that really stuck up to me when i was growing up was maya angelo like maya angelo she was uh, she was a goddess and she was very professional but she also was very stern so like if she would go to um like talk shows and stuff like that and she would have audience members come and talk to them they would they would pronounce her name like they would say her first name and then she would correct them be like no no, no we're not friends you address me as such and like it stuck to me it's like Okay, people can be talking to you any type of way, but they need to address you correctly in order to gain that respect. So Maya Angelou was definitely an iconic role model for me growing up. Like she was I didn't have like a like you know, like a whole like shrine in my room to her or anything like that, but she has helped me out in so many ways growing up and I have nothing but the utmost respect for Ah, uh, I respect that. Anybody else? Okay. Um, well, well, you, I could say what I need to say. So there's a lot of people I look up to. And there's a lot of people in the music industry. There's a lot of people in the athlete or sports industry. Um, the one, the two that come to mind who... I could start off with uh, a wrestler from WWE that I used to look up to as a kid. Um, if you guys know him, know his name. His name is Eddie Guerrero, Latino Heat. I used to look up to him yes. as a kid. Rest, rest in peace, Latino Heat. Now, the thing, a bit, the thing about Eddie was that his death was very, very sad in the uh, wrestling community. Um, I used to look up to him. Um... I just, when I saw this guy, compared to so many other wrestlers at the time who were always getting the big pushes and the main event spots, and he was such a small dude, and they were not making him be the big guy for once, the main event. 
it may it warmed my heart when they gave him that opportunity because in, in that lesson it made me realize no matter how small your chances are there's still a chance to, to be successful um yeah so i looked up to somebody like him and recently a couple of years ago the black mamba kobe bryant i loved his mental mentality he was he was pretty sad and the whole sports industry actually mourned over his death and then also recipes black, black mamba you know i hope you know your daughter is you know happy wherever she is with you and of course the other families that died tragically in the uh helicopter accident so yeah it, his death was hard on a lot of people especially me because uh the, his mentality was you know when he first started off as a rookie people doubted him and when he was playing in the nba and thinking he wouldn't be that great but he kind of just the type of person that proves them wrong that wronged and just just watch me kind of attitude um yeah these these two people definitely come to mind and um there's a lot of singers out there but i'm not gonna name them all because that would be another long story but that would probably be another topic for another day does anybody else want to say anything celebrities or people that are not necessarily close to but that inspired you uh, I said celebrities with the question. Um, would you say that this person that you looked up to was not a celebrity? If it no. is, that's okay. You can tell. Yeah, but I'm it. trying to. I've been trying to think of a celebrity that inspired me uh, through his passing, but I can't remember. So I do have another on. one, though. Yes. Okay. I, I, I do have another one, and it affected a lot of people in so many aspects at aspects of his passing because it was very tragic on how he passed and i'm mm. talking about the wonderful chadwick aka the black panther ah uh, yes that was like rough, the too. way he it, w it was tragic when we lost him but he was such an iconic person even offset literally everyone had nothing but the most greatest things to say about him he was very loving and supporting and i look up to that because no matter where you come from what you've been doing where you're planning on going in the future you can always be that one person that talks to another that could potentially you know help them with their future career or even potentially save that person's life and mm. he he's, he's done that on several occasions so definitely definitely the black panther is one of the most iconic ones that i cherish and definitely look up to you know it's people like that that actually inspired me the the people i was looking forward to they're they have this mentality, you know, they, they treat other equally. They don't think they're above anyone. They know where they came from. And there's some people out there that I have the utmost respect for, and they're great human beings. They care about each other. Like, um, I have an example, actually. One of my friend's uh, mother was a set designer for movies, and she was there on one of the X-Men movies. 
And she said that Yuge Jackman was probably one of the sweetest guys. He would walk in every morning, bring coffees to everyone. It was filmed in Canada, some part of it, actually. I don't know which movie, but, like, actors that are celebrities that are nice and sweet with people, and they treat them on the same level as anybody else. People like that, I admire that. And people that are also generous and stuff, like, um, what is the... I think uh, Bill Gates and Warren Buffett, they said that when they were going to pass away, they were going to give most of their money for charity and stuff like that. And I'm like, wow, this is so cool. This is so sweet, yeah. so caring. And I respect that, and I admire that. I can't remember his name, but who plays... Uh, who plays... Uh... God, what's this movie called? He plays John Wick. Oh, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Keanu Reeves oh, yeah. is also Keanu one of people, too. humble guy. He takes the subway like everyone else. He could buy a Porsche or Lamborghini if he wants to. Nope. Not unnecessary. No. He doesn't let the fame get to his head whatsoever. He's still a genuine person. And I have to say, because I'm so mad that I forgot about her. I know we're getting off topic, but He's I very have humble. to say it. Is Oh my gosh, very, very humble. But I have to give praise to Miss Mother Monster herself, Lady Gaga, because I have <laughs> never, never seen a celebrity literally come from a set, see a homeless person <laughs> on the street, and literally give that person money so that way they can have food, a place to stay, a ride to go wherever they need to. I've never seen a celebrity do what she does. So I have to give her credit. She is absolutely one of the most sweetest, sweetest person I've ever mm -hmm. had the knowledge of knowing. But yes, definitely her. That that selfless act is something that nobody should ever get. Usually those things are pretty big. The small things are more bigger than most people realize. Exactly. Um, exactly. I... Go ahead. Um, no, I was just... I enjoy people when they're humble instead of bragging about stuff. Even if it's like the most insequential or most like something that's like super small and then just like bragging about it. I just like people being humble. It means more to me as a person that you'd rather just be someone who might have done something good, but that's mm -hmm. it. You just want to stay that way. Just be good. Also, what the hell? Uh, I, I try to be as humble as possible, but sometimes I get just too excited, so I overshare everything that is going to my head, and it sounds like I'm bragging, but I'm just like overly happy. I just share everything that's going on. <laughs> I need yeah, to let that... it out. Like I speak up too much. That's my problem. <laughs> that's the ADHD excitement flow. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, that's such a pain too. in the ass. Sometimes it gives out so many, so many, so often to me. It gave out the wrong message that I wanted to put out. I'm like, no, that's that's. That's not what I want. <laughs> That's why the joke with the brag jar is <laughs> that I have on my oh. avatar, which is um, uh, where is it? Without me doing anything stupid, uh, where's my brag jar? <laughs> this one. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's not working. It's not working. Uh -oh. It's broken. So never mind. <laughs> oh, no, no, <laughs> no, no. But you know what though? We could give the audience something, something, yeah. <laughs> something random right now. Hey. Yeah. Gotta let you know something right now. What? I see you. You gonna kiss me? Oh, okay. I see you. Do too. it. No, don't. Be gay. Don't. Don't you Be dare. Gay. Be gay. No. <laughs> Be gay. 
speak it. <laughs> there you go. Damn you. Oh my gosh. So I actually had a button. I had a button on my console to cancel the player grab and I wasn't able to click it on time. <laughs> Damn it. I was I told you. <laughs> I won't throw anybody oh else God. but you for throwing me. Hey, That's revenge. <laughs> that was that was revenge for throwing you guys me. Were about with to Bardic. fight and I broke up that fight. That's what I no, did. No, we were not actually no, we were not. <laughs> he was going in for, for the he was going in at first base. Is that the right one? What? <laughs> He was going for the kiss. Why do you look at me when you say that? What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll put it simply. To put it simply, he he offered a kiss. That's why he was reaching out his arms. Yeah, it was and cute. Uh, by the way, there's actually our editors are working on a clip for TikTok. I seen it. Hilarious. <laughs> I laughed so much. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's just say Celine Dion is involved. Let's just say that. <laughs> oh gosh. So, I have you want to, me see to that. do the you want to you want me to do the question of the week? Do the oh, question yeah. of the week. You can do the question of the week and then I'm gonna say something else. Okay. So guys, for the question of the week, what is the biggest lesson you have learned in someone's passing? What is the big the biggest realization in someone's passing you had? And it could be either somebody close, less close, or even a celebrity. So write it down in the comment section below and we'll try to address it as soon as possible. Also, before we continue on with this episode, I need to say in this discussion, thank you for all the support and love you have given to the podcast. To see all the ways you can continue or even start to support us, see our link tree in the description. Really sweet. Thank you, guys. We appreciate. And I'll give you head pats. <laughs> if you barely on the side. Yes. Whiplash has something to say. Are you going to say something positive and wholesome for once? Let's see. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm... <laughs> well, you're I ruining know. it, damn it. <laughs> Oh, Sorry, God, don't crush thing. you. Don't. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> don't crush say... under, uh, Ender. That's under you. And if you've ever went through any of this that we're talking about tonight with grieving of a loved one, I will personally come to you and give you a hug. Pat, 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 pat. Another thing I want to say, real quick, Ender, come here a second. So we have yes, one of here. our okay. subscribe uh, supporter plus here in the studio today. Come here. Yeah. Small Look beans. at you. He's very sweet. I'm gonna hold He's you like point. the li Lion King. <laughs> the circle of life. Oh, be the next Lion King. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you also will get a pet. Hey. Now I'm gonna pass you on. I didn't mess up this time. <laughs> You're stream. Oh, oh. Okay. Oh. Come here. You have to let go. Oh, no, I no. did let go. Yeah, oh. Here. You get a hug? You get hugs? Oh my god, this is... Oh, you're so oh, is... And you get headpads too, because you're, you're very sweet. Thank you for your support. We appreciate. You okay? Don't worry, Honest. I'm not gonna tell him to eat them. Oh, it's fine. It... I... I don't I get eat... so, like... I kind of... I, I kind of... I kind of push back from the thank you because... Because I feel like I should be thanking you guys and supporting you guys on, for this podcast is like just it's my only way of repaying of what you guys as a group have done to me. Um, I've been, mm. I've been um, writing along with this whole thing ever since um, 
episode of the episode about self-esteem, which Arkadad took the lead. And a lot of this stuff, a lot of this stuff, a lot of the questions here, I, um, right from the audience, I, um, I felt, and, you know, I feel connected amongst a whole, a whole group, and, um, I don't know who said it, um, but death does connect people together. Some, it, it, yeah. It's, yeah, it, although it is really, really hard at first to deal with or even believe it there's always um i heard this from someone there um there's always a rainbow on the corner of every um thunderstorm there's always a rainbow on the other side that is true and that's a good way of putting it yeah a lot of you guys helped me see that and i'm honored to be here to to be in the same room as the guys I support with with all my heart. My best <laughs> regards to you guys. My best Aww. regards to Kit Clausen. I hope I hope you pull through, and um, I hope I, I have the best regards for everyone here. I it's so honored to be. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you very much. <laughs> of course, you're very there. You go. Thank you for your time, Ender. Oh, thank you. It's it's no biggie. Uh, do I return oh. to the audience? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All we'll right. see you later Thank after you guys. this. Off. Thank you guys. See you later. Okay. Yeah, bye-bye. So this actually anyway. brings up a good question. How... So it brings up a good question. So... I forgot what I was going to ask. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you got you had a handful uh, moment. Were you? Oh my God. So is there any ways you guys have were able to... So f- first stuff that has just happened it's hard to be objective about it but once you've got over mourning or grieving somebody that you care about how did you let some of the positive emotion take over from the sadness how did you were able to overcome those really sad moments were you focusing on positive memories souvenirs you have from them videos photos objects like what helped you nowadays be able to get over it and remember them. I I structured that phrase completely wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. You're you're okay. You're okay. Well, well does anybody want into that? Okay. Yeah. So it's it's not. Well, we'll go ahead. We'll. I don't sugarcoat anything. It's 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 not an easy process. It sucks severely. It is horrible. But with everything that has happened and has transpired, the memories, at least for me, uh, of my dad and my coworker, the memories of what we shared, what we've done. Um, one of the things that he even had, because he didn't have a will, so to speak, he had like a, like a, like a notebook of like things to pass down. And he gave me his his Steelers hat and jersey that he would always wear every time he would go or watch the Steelers from home or at the stadium. So it's like the memories that you had with the person or sentimental objects that you have of the person. That's what helped me get through to get back to somewhat of a normal reality. Mm -hmm. Um, it, It wasn't 
it, it did take a little bit of time. It was not something that was just like a hop, skip, and a jump. Okay, cool. Everything is cool. Peach Keen. It, it took a little bit. Even when I went back to work, the whole atmosphere of my job completely shifted after the, our coworker passed away. It was something that we all had to endure as far as the good times we had with that person in order to keep it going to make sure that you know everyone was fine everyone was okay and everyone was managing the best that they could so it's for me mainly it was the memories that i cherish the most of the people that have passed on and the sentimental values of the um of some of the objects or the the gifts that they have given me so I would say that at least for me, I'm not speaking for everybody else, but at least for me, that's what helps mm -hmm. me get going and go through and try to, you know, make it every day that I can. I can also say that, you know, and I'm going to say this to every audience, which is, you know, losing someone can be difficult and painful experience. But, you know, it is it's very important to remember that grieving is a natural and necessary process. So it's part of life. And everyone experiences mourning and grief differently. So there's really like, and just keep in mind, there is no one size fits all solution for getting over the loss. There's many varieties, there's different strategies. So if you are going through these necessary things, um, look through different strategies and different solutions, that one that helps you the most. Yeah, for me, me, I, I try to focus on the positive things. Trying to be get over my dog who passed away. I still, I have pictures of him. I look at him and I look back at the videos. Yeah, so they make me sad, but it reminds me of the good times I have. And like you know, when you're kind of crying but you're smiling at the same time, it's like a really weird feeling. But you're like, you know, it's it's life. You gotta move on. Crying about it is not gonna fix anything. It's getting rid of the pain, yes, but in the end, I try to focus on the positive and try to gain as much experience and knowledge and, like, uh, elements from that event to help me up. And I try to, yeah, focus on the positive, basically. it's It, it makes it less painful every day. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the, the one main conversation I had with my dad before he wasn't able to speak anymore. He was like, the one thing I want you to realize while you're on this earth is to always chase your dreams and never give up. That I will always cherish every time because that's the one thing that I remember from my dad. And, you know, tomorrow is never promised. It is never guaranteed. So you cherish every moment that you can with the people that you love and then also cherish the memories you have of the people that have passed on it's like a you 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 want to remember the happy times and then all the positive things that have happened you always want to remember those and you want to also keep those as a cherished memory from now until unfortunately our time comes where we do depart from this world you know yeah. you want to you want to keep all of the happy memories with you and create happy memories with other people because your happy memory or your joy your joyous time that you have could also help somebody else later on down the line 
Yes. Oh. This is actually why I, I enjoy helping out people as much as I can, is I, I try to spread positivity. I try to help out to the best of my ability, which is, you know, getting... It's difficult to do sometimes when you're so busy, but I try to make the time as much as possible. Because I know so many people that have been there for me. I was always helped out, and I want to give to the next person. And, you know, everybody should ask themselves, this is a legitimate question, what do you want to be remembered for? And that will tell you everything you need to do. What do you want to be remembered for? And I want to be remembered as this guy that try to be there for people, to help out, to be generous. Um, my husband's grandfather was the most amazing and incredible person I've ever known. He would actually, on the weekends, go at Costco, and the foods that were about to expire, they would give them to fr for free. And he, were, he would go to the poor regions of the neighborhood and actually give out those foods for people to help them out. And I'm like, this man is absolutely amazing. I want to be like this guy later on. Yeah. yeah. I get that. I would say, with me, if I wanted to be remembered for something what would it be and that you usually that kind of question is definitely a hard question to answer um, which would be for me in this situation uh there's always more that you can be than what you already are so for example you could be one of the the greatest popular furries ever but you should never <laughs> settle for that. You can always strive to be more. What's the point of and popularity? If you don't make it, if you don't put it to good use. Yeah. Help somebody out. Exactly. What we're doing for Top Dogs podcast. Right. This, this world, like kind of we live in a, we live in a tough world. Oh, no, Life is difficult. And we need to help each other out. Otherwise we're doomed. Life is difficult as it is, but it can be fun. That's why I want to help out. I've always been like that. I would get my I would give my winter coat to somebody's freezing outside to help them out. Even I I would be freezing. I don't care. I want them to be safe. You got they ice probably in need your it veins, more than though. I do. Yeah, I got I got windchill washer fluid and like coolant. <laughs> so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I can go to minus I can go up to minus ten Fahrenheit, no problem. <laughs> Perks of being but, Canadian. But yeah. <laughs> but I was going That's to say yeah. what I wanna be to remember for is that kinda of what I, I told you about Eddie Guerrero. A guy that seemed like he would never reach the main event, the top spot, the spotlight, to being what he's good at. Being uh, very talented in what he does, a hard worker at it. People take notice in that kind of things. And it made me realize, you know, even though we might be furries, and there's some ideas that most furries might think is impossible, I can guarantee you, if you really, really want it, you'll find a way to get it. No matter how slim it is, exactly. you can get it. And I'm going to prove that, oh. that's for sure. I mean, so I have a question. I like, oh, okay, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, like, I know we're talking about popularity. I honestly, I just like using mine just to hang out with people and just talk with them and chill out with them. And people who may know me, I like to just talk with them, get to know them. 
I like to get to know my audience. I actually like to see how they're doing, how the day is going, how they're just doing in general. Or if, you know, people in Discord service if they deem an issue, I like to talk with them through it. You know, help them out. Mm. Everyone yeah, always deserves a chance to talk with someone, especially about any situation. Yeah. I know there was popular people that I looked up uh, before, before I was on this show or I was on TikTok or anything. There are people I, I really wanted to meet, but some of them had their popularity all over the head. I mean, I can understand if you're busy and you have a bunch of projects and you get a bunch of requests, that is fine. But when they give you attitude for it, they're ignoring you and they're, uh, no, this is unacceptable. That is not me. I will never do such a thing. I've never refused a friend request on VRChat. I've never refused one. And everybody that requested to do a TikTok with me, I've always said yes. The only caveat is that I play VRChat twice a month. Except the recording of the podcast, but it, I'm hard to catch. But it's not because I don't want to, it's just I have other priorities in life. Okay. Is there another question that you wanted to ask? Yes. So there's something that, uh, there's a question I want to ask you guys, because at the end I have an answer that I would like to talk about, and it's one of those wholesome moments, just like uh, mm. uh, the episode about self-esteem. So is there a lesson or a value you've learned from somebody's passing, either close or someone far, it could be a celebrity or friends? Um, so who is the person that when they pass away affected you the most? I feel like we're kind of looping around, but I'm leading this towards something I want to talk about. I just want to make sure it makes sense. You want to know one celebrity death that affected a lot of people? Michael Jackson. Ooh. I was about mm -hmm. to say Michael King Jackson. Of pop. Mm -hmm. King of pop. Yeah. That was like, what was it, 2008 or 2009? Either way, I was 13 or 14 years old. I wasn't that old. I was going to my prom <laughs> that night, and when I found out, that was so weird. It was June thirtieth, wasn't it? Yeah, something like Somewhere that. Yeah, That's right, because Andreas told me. Andreas told me like the reason, ago. the reason why people remember his birthday is because it's the same day as Michael Jackson's death. Yeah. Hmm. That's honestly like, um, a bad I'm reminder. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, it is, but I'm just, it, it is, but it's like, I guess that's an easy way for people to remind him of his birthday. Like, no one remembers mine because mine is like somewhere in April. When's your birthday, Arkadad? Uh, in November. <laughs> mine is in November, November too. Okay. Yeah, oh, I'm see, a Scorpio. Yeah, you know what doesn't help? Is that there's another icon wow. I did look up to that died in November? Mr. Freddie Mercury. I oh, knew man. it! Oh my gosh. What a oh, yes. That was. I, I wasn't alive that when he died, but I can imagine how bad it was when he was yeah, gone. Funny. What he died from Absolutely. is not even an issue nowadays because we have medications. He, he got it at the worst I, time. I would have had, I would still have one of my uncles on my father's side if it would it would have been a few years later. But I don't remember exactly at all. But yeah. And you know, of course, or, you know he's a big, you know, Freddie's a big an inspiration to the LGBTQ plus community. Yes, he is. Absolutely. 
Actually, our Christmas tree at home is inspired. It's, um, uh, you know those birds that have the nice, like, wings that open up and they're super big and wide? That would the be peacock. my favorite bird. That would be a peacock. A peacock, yeah. So we actually have a Christmas tree that has a bunch of flashy colors and we put a peacock and we named it Freddie Mercury. So that instead of putting a star, we have a giant peacock <laughs> that covers like half the street, the the, in, the the tree. It's really cool. <laughs> I'll try to find a picture to be, to, to be honest with you, knowing how Freddie's personality is from what people have told that been around him, he seems like the type of guy that would be that dramatic. Hmm. To pull something yeah. like that off. So yeah, I think that was pretty. That was pretty good, you know, making that happen. <laughs> I like watching Andrew. He's like, <laughs> but he can't. Yeah, I can talk. see his head shaking. <laughs> like, when he agrees with stuff, <laughs> and now he's blushing. Oh, you waggle. So, um, can I talk about the person that affected me the most? Sure. Are oh, you guys want yeah, to say something? Because it's going to be a bit long. Okay, so. There's one thing, one person that passed away that will affect me the rest of my life. You guys don't know this, but I lost my father when I was two years old. He took actions upon himself, and I don't really remember him. I don't have any souvenirs, anything in him, but people keep telling me I look like him, I have the same abilities, the tinkering comes from him. I have all his qualities but none of his faults. And every time I see my aunt, my godmother, she always tears up because I remind him so much. And when I was, when I transitioned from primary school to secondary school, which is about when you're 11 or 12 years old in Canada, secondary one, I fell into this massive depression because of a few things. My parent divorced, my, a bunch of things was happening in my life. And, and, at one point, it was so bad. Like, I would wake up, I would cry, I would walk, I would cry. I would see people having fun that would bring me down. Like, the bottom of the barrel. Like, it was intense. And at some point, I was so fed up of suffering and being in pain that I thought about taking, you know, actions against myself. But I actually remembered what my father did. And the massive hole and the damage emotionally it has created about around all the people that cared about him. If you're contemplating this situation, if you, it's something that touches you right now, you have absolutely no idea how many people care about you and people that love you. And when I realized that, the pain and that's great. Even me, I have reper repercussions from my father's passing. I was like, you know what? this i'm gonna swear i don't care i'm not gonna do this because i don't want to bear the idea of my mother having to go through this again and all my friends and my sister and my aunt i'm like that i'm gonna be unhappy for the rest of my life it takes it but i'm never gonna act take any actions and you know what with time time heals everything if you don't know what to do that's fine that's okay give yourself time and actually i've consulted a hypnotherapist which is what helped me cure my depression. I never taken medication. And actually, I'm glad I didn't act upon these, you know, this action. Because I've realized how much life is worth living. And you have no idea what's coming up ahead. Yes, there's going to be negatives. But there's going to be amazing things as well. Give yourself that chance. 
Don't lose hope. Seek help. Go see your friend, your family. Talk to somebody close. You can do something, and there's light at the end of this dark tunnel. Yeah. So that's that's my very, thing. Very, very, very valid. Very, very valid. Dang, man. I'm well, over here crying and stuff. Oh. <laughs> but no, I mean, okay. even to kind of, even to kind of piggyback off of that, yes, like, obviously, I had my dad, but before my dad, my great grandmother, my dad's mother, mother, she lived in Alabama. She lived on this dirt road. Literally, her neighbor was a was a farm keeper. The cows would come up to the fence right in front of her house. Her birthday was on the Fourth of July. And every year before she passed, we would go to her house and we would have this massive family gathering, breakfast, we would light off fireworks at the end of the night and everything like that. It was absolutely amazing to have such a moment like that. And when she passed, I was um I was 13. And when she passed, and then I realized that she passed. I went down this whole dark path. I didn't socialize. I literally almost tried to kick myself out of school. I tried to do everything that I could just to be like, you know what? I'm done. That was the one person who loved me for who I was, even though I was still trying to figure out myself. Mm. Don't be afraid to say something. Because as she would say... And she would always counteract with me every time I didn't say anything or try to talk to her. She would always say, closed mouths don't get fed. Hmm. You need huh. to say something. Go talk to someone. Be able to speak to someone. Say something if you're not okay. No one is a mind reader. And you need to be able to tell people how you feel. Because... If you don't say if you don't say anything, it could be too late, and we don't want anyone to go down that path. Mm. Never, we don't want anyone to ever go down that path. Okay, is there anything else you guys want to say? I do have another question for you guys. Okay, oh, what's the question? So everybody mourns death differently. They get over it and they do stuff. Is there something sp- uh, particular you do to commemorate the dead? Commemorate um, someone's, sp- yeah, or something like somebody particular. There's something. There's a ritual you do every single time, like the most special one you have. Well, hmm. I don't have a specific ritual, um, but I actually took my husband to get his very first tattoo. And so that day we got matching tattoos here on our chest. Uh, So in the coming weeks, I intend to get our anniversary added to our tattoo so that I'll always remember him. Oh, that's cute. Really sweet. That is sweet. What about you, Whiplash? Do you you do something? Like I said, I really haven't dealt with death much. Like, with close families, it's just been pets. But I'm pretty sure whenever it comes to, like, 
my close friends that I have or anything to do with my family, I'm pretty sure I'll more likely on the day that the day of their death, I'll probably go by and just mourn them for an hour or two and plant a, a dozen roses on their graves. Or like a bouquet of roses on their grave. That's what, what I, I have in mind. I do kind of have a ritual now. <laughs> As it just recently started. Um, so like when I get up to get myself ready for the day or everything like that, I would, um, I have a picture of my dad and it's on, it's on this little, it's on this little shelf that I have in my room. And I have a picture of my dad with his hat and every morning I'll be like, Hey dad, hope you're doing well. Hope Steelers win. You know, I would say something differently each day because to me, it's like I'm having a conversation again with my dad. So I would do that every morning. So that way I can still cherish the moments that I had with my dad. So it's starting to become a routine for me now. And I'm very grateful for that. But that's kind of like the new thing that I'm doing now. Just make sure that I at least have some type of conversation with my dad. I have something mm. like that going on, but Fiction, you go first. I'll finish that one. If I, I kind of have a ritual based on um, another guy I look up to, Elvis Presley. Wow. Love music. This is where the music is coming out. The king of rock this time. So, well, there's a... I, and it's his old saying, and this is something that Elvis said, um, which is... It can be interpreted from people differently, but it taught me that since I love music, you know, growing up, he always would say, without a song, the day would never end. Without a song, a man ain't got a friend. And without a song, the road would never bend. Without a song, so I keep singing a song. Oh, really sweet. One of my favorite lines from Elvis, actually. But that's my ritual. I so why what I, what I do is that I notice when, when I'm down, I uh, play music, sing it, and play it on a guitar. Either that was with a real guitar, real and um, playing rock band <laughs> or guitar you hero. Bring, because you better bring your yes. guitar to FWA because I want to hear you play some music. I love listening to people play guitar. Acoustic guitar is my favorite. If you play that, I have. It's a it's a different than playing electric guitar, that's for sure. My muscle used to electric yeah. guitars. But uh, a song, yeah. to me, from what he was trying to interpret to be, a song has a way of lifting your moods based on certain music you listen to. Sometimes it gives you hope. Mm. You know, sometimes you listen to songs depending on your feelings. And I've learned that sometimes listening to the songs that make you happy, you, you turn out to be happier. So that's why he always sings and plays a song. Because that's yeah, all he knew. Definitely, the only thing that made him happy. Yeah, music definitely can help with anyone who's grieving a morning. Especially if you mm -hmm. have that connection. That definitely definitely helps out. If, if, if anybody who's a music nerd, which there's a lot of people who are, especially in this community... Music has a way, a if you guys understand that, yeah, music has a way of getting into your emotions. Especially if you're really into the song. Oh. Yes. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah, there's yeah, one song yeah. I listen to and I cry immediately because <laughs> it's relevant to my father's passing. So it's like, ah, oh, God, I can't do this. <laughs> yep. Uh, Same here. Same here. <laughs> yeah. Um, for my. Oh, did you? Were you finished? No, you're good. Go ahead. Okay. Me, I have two rituals I do. So I've started, I've restarted doing it again because I didn't know where he was. But every year for my father's birthday, I go see his grave and say hi to him, which actually is coming up real soon. I think it's on the 17th. I have to confer with my mother. But the other thing I do is I have Thunder's ashes in an urn and there's a picture of him. And I have, I kept his dog collar and I, I made him a little scarf, a plaited scarf. And it's wrapped around the thing. And I also have his do- his paw print also in plaster. And every morning I enjoy. I, I don't do it all the time, but I like to like just grab myself my cup of mo- uh, coffee when I wake up. And I would just sit right next to him on this little table, wooden table we have next. Our house has changed, and now we have a German Shepherd puppy and a new one. Uh, his name is Jet. He's he's actually like Thunder's stepbrother. Uh, he's really cute. He's been doing great. They're different, but they're amazing just as well. Um, Seeing but that's Jet like, is a little bit more hyper. My... Oh, he is. He has a lot more energy, and he's like he's something. He's really good. Like he learns <laughs> excessively quickly. I thought Thunder was smart. Jet is even like a step above but you know when you have like you have kidney failure happening at a very slow rate it, i could tell there's anyway i could talk about this for a while but jenna is doing really well he's very healthy he's learning extra quickly he eats plenty um it's going he's he's really big he's like three months and one week and he's already at 35 pounds thunder was 25 pound when he was that age this is just to tell you how much like issues we had with him right at the start but we didn't know because he was our first dog everybody was like oh it's gonna clear out later oh it's gonna clear out later he had a rough start when he was born it's gonna be fine but no it wasn't but yeah enjoying my coffee now i don't really do it anymore because changed the house and the morning routine has changed with jet but um uh we still having he's thunder is with us every day in our living room Mm. Oh, that's cute. Is there any other things you guys want to say? No? Okay, well, I guess that concludes today's episode. So uh, this is what I'll say before we end the episode. We hope that the episode has been helpful and that our listeners have been able to find comfort in knowing that they are not alone. Especially in their grief. We thank you for joining us today on Top Dogs, and we wish you all the peace and healing. Hey, awesome. Have a good night, everyone. Good night. Neat.